0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 2 from Lads to Dads. Uh, Episode 2, I think we're going to discuss about the early days of when you bring your child home from the hospital. What would you like to talk about in the early days then, Matt? Have you got anything off the top of your head you want to jump straight into?
1: Well, should we maybe just start with... Let's just start with as we're leaving the hospital, I think. It's... For me, I mean, it all starts there.
0: The drive home?
1: No, 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 no. There's that Instagram post that everybody does where the dad is holding the baby carrier and they're walking down that... Very, very clean, <laughs> surgically smelling <laughs> hospital ward,
0: Like a fucking delivery package.
1: Yeah, like yeah, Amazon delivery drive. Um, yeah, I think everybody does it, don't they? Why? I don't know. I don't really know. It's, it's almost like saying, we got it out of there. It's like, like we're smuggling something out.
0: And then it gets in that car seat, yeah. and then that drive home. Yeah. Don't know about you, but I drove like a fucking madman on the road <laughs> I drive, you just drive really slow don't you you notice how shit everyone else on the road yeah
1: well, that's where it starts I've become quite a, an over I'd say an overprotective dad I didn't think I would be no yeah just a little bit and that's where it starts as soon
0: as you get that baby in the whole, in the big wide world yeah. then you've got to start thinking about everything like other people drivers you're like fucking hell I've got to look after this fucking person for the rest of its life
1: yeah they're the most precious thing you, you can, because you've got a baby that's looking at you, eh? and it knows absolutely nothing about the world, about anything, <coughs> about its knowledge of there's, everything is there's, zero. Hard,
0: there's no other times in life that you have that, is there? Where you have to like you're taking something away, and you got you're like your sole protector. But yeah, that drive home, you would such like a. I remember just driving down the road. You could go onto the motorway or go the back roads, and I thought yeah. I'm not going to the motorway. I'm Not going to the motorway. People drive too fast. Back roads. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever been happy I've been stuck by on a tractor. Mm. It was just so slow, got home, and then it's like, right, we made it home. Yeah. And you give yourself a pat on the back, but like, yeah, he's still alive. He's not dead in that 15-minute journey. Yeah. Then you get indoors, and then it's like, right, now we've got a baby-proof fucking everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that I started worrying about, is just... Can she get hold of this? Can she eat this? Can she do She can't even crawl, she can't even, like, she can't even sit up, and I'm still worried about can she eat that.
0: Can she go out to the garden and eat those bacon? Bacon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm mean, not
1: thinking about caring kind for of people, mate. I think you've got a bit of on your forehead. Ever? To... Yeah, let me just. Let me have a look. Hey, you uh, you've got it, you've
0: got it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep my notes.
1: No, it is a bit of a worry. You sort of come
0: home. Well, we were that worried, we shot our dog. played a little trick. She went fucking mental. Yeah. I pretend a little joke. First thing up, like, you know, first bath at home, went upstairs, and I've got a little Theo, he's about the size of, you know, tiny little thing. Yeah. And Emily's in the airing cupboard getting the softest fucking towel. i was give like, a towel. She's got I was like, she's getting this big towel that was like bigger than a fucking rug. Mm. So soft. I've run the bath, and what I've done is I've opened the door and I've seen her with her head in the airing cupboard and I've just backhanded the door. <gasps> I pretended I've banged Theo's head mm. and she couldn't get out quick enough of the airing cupboard. Yeah. She turned and she was crying her eyes out. She's like, What have you done to us? And I was like, I'm Joking. <laughs> I've not made happened. a joke since at home. I'll tell you what I did do. I was in the house yeah. and Caleb was coming back from his nana's. And I was, I think I was putting some stuff up in the loft. Mm. And I looked out of our bedroom window and I thought I saw our car coming into the drive. Mm. So I've gone up into the loft. And I was like, right, because I said I was going to scare Caleb, who was getting close to Halloween last year, and I was going to like walk around the top of the loft, because uh, my van wasn't there, yeah. outside the house, so I was going to walk around at the loft and make like scary noises. Yeah. So I'd done that, I got pulled the loft up, thought I could at the door, next door neighbour, opened his door, and we're on a terraced house, heard his door open and smashed. In the loft? No, heard his door, yeah, so I'm in the loft, next door neighbour's door's opened, You've and closed.
1: Got, well, you've got like a secret door in your loft that goes through. To no, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not like a hideaway. Yeah, right. So I'm
0: in the loft, yes. and I'm thinking Emily and Caleb and Theo are coming through the door. Yeah. So I've hid myself in the loft, and I'm going to scare them. Like yeah. be walking up and down, running the ceiling, and all that, scare them because I'm an absolute fucking weirdo. I like doing <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the door's open downstairs. I'm like thinking it's the front door, but it's next door's front door. Yeah. So I'm in the loft. Walking around, going, whoa, whoa, like banging on the walls and everything. Comes down, there's no one there. No. Nah. No one there. I was just there like, if that was on, it looked like a right fucking tit. That would have been the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> so Someone stomping around upstairs. And Emily and I, they come back about two hours later on. And I was like, well, there's a joke gone." Can you remember, right, the first few nappy changes that you
1: done? I think this is something that... Did you feel like you were a father or a fucking mechanic? Well, I think this... Yeah, I think this is something definitely we should mention for new parents that are are maybe listening in. Uh, Take our advice. We know everything. Yeah, guys. If you're going to do your first nappy change, be prepared. Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with your child. I nearly got quick fit round. Yeah. Because the oil... Oh, it was like black tar. It's, it's tar. It's like a tar one. And they say, I, I asked them, I said, why is it like tar? Is there something wrong with it? And they said, oh, no, it's it's just, it's where the, they've been getting food from the placenta or the nutrients Gross. from the placenta. It's sort of built up into this. It's, um, I mean, I'm surprised people don't fry it up and eat it like they do with the placenta and everything else. <laughs> sort of nutrients. But it don't wipe off, does it? Yeah, nah. like I went through like three packs of wipes. <laughs> I painted the else of it. I've
0: got the fucking wallpaper paper scraper out. Mm. But like that. And then you get, like, fuck, some of it's green. Yeah. And then, because they, they go onto the tits, don't they? Don't get me started on when they go breastfeed. Well, no. Like that is God's way of giving us males karma. Their boobs. Yeah. She, like The wife's boobs were thrice the size, round. like She looked like Katie Price in her prime. Like just on the te- just on the breast front. Yeah. Don't try and fucking touch him. Christ. You mentioned this to me the other week, and I've thought long and hard about it, and I really want to hear your view on this.
1: Mm-hmm. Nursery rhymes for kids, friend or foe. Oh, man, friend do, or foe. Do not get me on nursery rhymes. So talk to me, what were you saying? You were saying about... They're all horrific, mate. They're all absolutely I want some examples horrific. right now. Okay, well, I'll just... Let's, let's think about them. Let's just go through I don't know if you've ever heard the um, woman who swallowed the fly. No. Right, so there's a... There's a nursery rhyme that goes, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, I don't know why she swallowed a fly. I guess she'll die and and you, you're sort of driving along you're listening and then until that last bit and you're like oh, that's a bit horrific and then it goes on and on and she carries on drinking eating bigger and bigger things till the end of it it says and there uh, was an old lady who swallowed a horse I don't know why she swallowed a horse she's dead of course and you just think all right, okay, Well, let that one go, maybe she won't listen to that one anymore. Um, and then bit, your daughter's oh, in the back, like, loving it. Loving it. She's like, I guess she'll die. <laughs> and, then, and then there's... And I'm like, all right then, uh, Damien. And then she's... She, we go on to the next one, Humpty Dumpty. He fell off a wall, and Autumn's in the back going, he's cracked his head! So he has a horrific head injury. All right, okay, let's go Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, they went up the hills, back a pail of water... By the way, it's a story about an affair. It's two people having an affair. I read into it. Um, and it's all about what happens if you have an affair. Um, and the punishment of those two was to fall down the hill, crack their heads open, and die. And then there's the... Um, it's I feel raining. like have touched a nerve here. Oh, mate, honestly. Everyone's dead in these nice rounds. Um, raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. This is one of Autumn's favourite. Loves it went to bed and bumped his head and never got up in the morning because he died of a sleep he's not woken up that's a tip for anyone who's had a head injury this so I'm going to go with you're saying foe from nursery rhyme are there any more are there any more that get on your tits I, I could go I could go on forever mate they've all got horrific endings there's just so many it's like subliminally advertising to
0: make our children just like go around banging their heads <laughs> <laughs> mate my son's heads. like He's not going to be round. He just walks in. I think he's blind. He could just be blind. He just twats his head off everything.
1: That's another thing. I think when you're a new parent, you worry so much. It's took me two years to realise that Autumn's head's like a breeze block because she's just gone round everywhere, smashing her head, she's ended up having bruises, because they run. But they do have. I don't think they've got peripheral vision because they run and say there's like a corner of something or this You're having to constantly run up ahead of them and put your hand over the corners or they'll be under a table and they'll stand up and just smash it or they'll. They are literally wrecking balls, aren't they? They'll like yeah. fuck themselves over. Yeah, a, a, a lot. So of do you, when you
0: when you play like the nursery rhymes in the car for autumn, yeah, are you gritting teeth or
1: singing it back to her? <laughs> 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 well, I was always one of these parents who was always gonna be saying. I don't want a screen. I don't want to, you know, give them a phone or something like that to look at. I want them to be playing with stuff and painting and things. And How long did that last? Ah, uh, well, don't get me wrong. I still do all the painting. I still do all the creative things with autumn. We go out and we spend as much time as we possibly can. But there's certain points.
0: Just like when you need to go for a poo.
1: Well, any there are certain points in the day where you know you need that phone to help save the day. And Peppa Pig has been a saviour on many occasions where you'll just put a YouTube on. Autumn is not good in the car. She screams, she shouts, she hates it. So the only way to keep her quiet is to give her Peppa Pig on the on the YouTube. But, and this is another one of my pet pe- Peeves, there's a special place for the people who've put the u- adverts on Peppa Pig uh, oh, YouTube channels. I know what you mean. There's one every 30 seconds. And... But the kids don't understand the adverts, so they just boot off. So they kick off. So they're having to watch an advert on Seconda watches when all <laughs> they wanted was further big. Not a shout out to Seconda watches. Uh, there are other watch brands available. Casio, love them. Yes, <laughs> So they, they then are kicking off about these adverts. So you're having to try and drive, but you're having to pull over, stop the video and then do it again, do it again, do it again. I found a little uh, hack around it, actually. Netflix. I just download all the ones from Netflix and put it on there instead of YouTube. Theo is like,
0: he loves this fucking Hey Dougie bellend. You know Hey Dougie? Mm. Well, you, obviously you know Hey Dougie. Yeah. Everywhere. Dougie, Dougie, Dougie. It's like a dog. He can't even talk. Yeah. And he's got, there's a, there's a little animals that are his mates and they go like, come and do the shopping badge. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, all these animals like going off shopping. They're like, I'll get this guy. Then you take your kid shopping. You don't do what he's watching the video. No. He's fucking aisle two running around. You're in aisle two. He's in aisle seven. They're fucking quick, these little nippers.
1: I have to say that there's some banging tunes on here, Dougie. There was one time they went into space and I swear it was Paul Wilkenfold.
0: mate. That space episode, I thought I took mushrooms. I didn't know what was going on. It was it was euphoric.
1: The tunes on it they just started banging the trance out for no reason. And I've not listened to trance since probably two thousand and one. And that just uh... shout out to two thousand and one, by the way. <laughs> shout out to Paul Van Dyke, a for two thousand and one. Ultra B, <laughs> Pretty greeners! So the uh, yeah, and I, I was just like. I don't quite like it, okay? that's
0: uh Yeah, but mate, right. when you've had it four hours and then you turn it off, it's like, Dougie, Dougie, like he's a crack at it.
1: Have you ever seen Baby
0: Club? Um, Matt, that's another thing. Have you gone to bed in the middle of the night and all just dreamt about Baby Club and just keep going, it's Baby Club, <laughs> it's Baby Club, yeah! And then you're in customers' houses working away and you're yeah. singing it and the mum downstairs has got her kids, she's singing it back to you and you're like in a, a duet
1: but I was watching Baby Club I've never really watched it but apparently Autumn loves it and she watches it I'm glad you it, said
0: you watched it with Autumn
1: yeah well I watched it and all that could go through my head was why don't I just take her to a baby club like she loves it
0: but mate you can't take them to this club no they get scouted do they yeah the kids yeah, they get scouted what
1: I'm saying is this baby club's going on like all over in your local village hall if I took Autumn to a baby club she'd hate it
0: oh fucking chaos what's
1: it? it on the telly would want
0: to play with it. I bet she loves she it on the telly
1: absolutely loves it baby club she's loving it we've got around. this
0: one at the moment Mr. fucking tumble
1: oh you know what hello
0: he's got a red nose. I bet you though he's, he's, I bet he's not short of a few quid
1: friend offer
0: friend for yes. what he does gives me the peace at home he, but we put tumble on and luckily for, I think Mr. tumble feels the same like, he couldn't do it all on his own he's needed his mates
1: around he's got like four different aliases it's like me and you on holiday yeah, he has. He's. I noticed that because I was watching it on TV, and one minute it was Justin's house, two you know two programs later, all of a sudden, same guy comes back. All he's done is painted a bit of paint on his nose. He's now Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. It's the most half-hearted <laughs> disguise I've ever. He's the most half-hearted clown I've ever seen in my life. He's not bothered painting his face. He's not. He's just put a suit on and painted his nose red. And but here's the but. He gets a lot of abuse, Justin. I can't remember his full name. Justin. Oh, Justin Segment's House. Yeah, um, in Justin's house. He gets a lot of abuse. But actually, people are giving him credit for what an incredible actor he is. Shout out to Justin's house. Ah, oh, the, the different the <laughs> characters he pulls off, the different stuff. You ever seen this Robert De Niro? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I reckon it's that time again, Matt. The on, mate. I've got a story for you about oh. John Wayson.
1: Is it John now, eh?
0: It's John Wayson time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So last week, what did we have the last one? It was about uh, my ex, wasn't it, and yeah. how he fucking ruined my life then. Yeah. Um. I've got another story that he's, he's ruined a time for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One of the... What's it? As a young lad coming up the ranks, you know, one of the biggest days of your life is that 18th birthday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And... Everything, you know, you just want to go out to a nightclub. The whole world's your oyster then, is it? 18, you've just got your driving licence, if you're lucky enough to have passed that quick. You're out able to go out of the piss, and, you know, it's it's a milestone, isn't it? That's probably the biggest milestone, that in 21.
1: Can I just stop you a second? You're reminding me of my 18th, and uh, my mum makes cakes. Uh, she, she loves making birthday cakes, children, this, mm-hmm. Uh My mum's quite a nice, you know, she's a nice lady. She didn't really do anything this that weird thing was on my 18th birthday she just made me a cake that was a pair of tits <laughs> I, I didn't expect it like, I just I rocked up expecting a turtle's cake or something like that that she does for the kids just a pair of tits but <laughs> like, cool cheers happy 18th right. anyway no, sorry no no no, no hold on hold the f- don't <laughs> you go anywhere yeah what were the tits like pregnant tits you know those like fake ones that you get on and uh, I'm I'm guessing she probably got those as a mould but how do you know know they weren't hers She's gonna mould themselves because they were quite (laughs) 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 there was a lot of cake in there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no it's uh, definitely a cake no pancake yeah 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 yeah. Um, oh it's horrible horrible
0: thought in your head right now
1: oh please can we we yeah no
0: so right 18th birthday I said to my mum and dad. I said, "I'm going to get a load of my friends around, mum, and dad. Is that all right? We're all going to come together." And I'd just been on a lad's holiday in Malia. I was 17, and you can go out in Malia when you're 12, and you get you know Fishbowl City. Yeah. So, I I went away with some college friends, and they lived. The majority of them lived in like. So I lived in a little village town in just in Hampshire, Petersfield, the place. Mm. Shout out to Petersfield and everyone else they lived about 45 minutes away and then I had all my like local friends and I wanted to get everyone together to like a massive well that's what my dad's suggestion was but what I didn't realise what he was doing is he was just getting more witnesses so he's gone why don't you invite the lads who came to Malia with you you know they can all stay down here can't they we've got we've got enough space and I was like dad what a legend like maybe he's going out of the dickhead mould mm. and he's like uh, you know he's really going to well, you know, make this the best birthday a man can want. He's like, Yeah, we'll get the garden out, we'll get the tables, get your fish bowls out there, drinks, we'll all have a laugh. Get your nice shirt, we'll go get you a nice shirt for your
1: birthday. Straighten the Littlewoods cattle Yeah, Straight in the Littlewoods cattle yeah, <catalog>. shirt. <laughs> Peacocks <laughs> and um i fucking get me down to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So we got a lovely three quarter length shorts. No, yeah, so I got I uh, said to the boys, said, look, Saturday night, all come down to mine. We'll go down Pompey, because I was, my birthday, I was like one of the youngest in the year. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, all right, we've not been out in Portsmouth before. I was like, brilliant, I've got like, there's going to be about 20 of us. So there's like 10 of them, 10 of my local like, close mates. Um, I'm, I'm elaborating here, there's probably not, probably, there, was, there was three of us. <laughs> no, no. So they all come down, my dad's like, hello, boys, you all right? And I've obviously told them a few stories, like, my dad's a bit of a wild card. I was like, just say, hi, John, how are you? Yeah, leave them to it. Yeah. Don't 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 preempt him and like, don't don't give him any more ammo. You yeah. know, and they were like, "No, it can't be that bad." One of my friends was like, "Your dad's doing shots in the kitchen." Um we've <laughs> <laughs> been here three minutes. You're doing us. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's doing shots of tequila, and uh, yeah, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so we're all out in the garden and like, fish bowls We're we'll all getting a bit merry. My dad's put some music on. I'm like this is the best day. I've got all my mates here. and They're like, "Your mum, your house is nice. Your garden's lush." Like, oh, I can't wait to get out there tonight. We're all... I've got my hairdryer, fantastic quiff up. You know the <laughs> quiff? You used to have your oh, quiff yeah. geled up.
1: Did you, have a, did you have your collar turned
0: up oh, on, your, on your... Yeah, Cantona around the dance hall. <laughs> Pringle. Yeah? P- pink. Yeah, you look, look like an absolute savage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, my dad's... My mum and dad, like, my mum's put food on and she's like, she's an unbelievable cook. Mm. And uh, the boys are there. Like, I'm looking back and uh, I've gone into the house and I've just said, oh, oh, dad, cheers for this. Cheers for this, mum. Cheers for this. Mm. Like... Everyone looking through out to the garden everyone's there like music going I'm going to laugh <coughs> getting themselves my dad's like we'll get an old big you know get a couple of taxis booked to the house get yourself I'll pay for it you know and I thought this is amazing Yeah. and he said what you want to do now is go out there and give him a little speech and say how thankful you are to come down end on a high note and then go out and enjoy yourself you don't want to be drunk later on
1: this sounds like uh, you remember super sweet
0: 16 on uh, yeah, but, MTV but like the pikey version <laughs> 18 year olds yeah go on so I was like yeah alright then so my dad followed me out and uh, he said oh, hold on a minute Ben do it in 5 minutes I was like alright okay and I thought everything I'm going, I'll do it in 5 minutes so he's, he obviously wants to say something and say thanks for coming round and like you boys can stay or I'm going to get the taxis so let him have that moment mm. Um, and then uh, I just saw him come out of the, the garage with a bucket, a big water bucket, um, and something in his pocket, a big plastic bag of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, what's he doing? And then he goes, oh, no, no. And then he was doing something with the hose, and I thought, oh, is he going to ask us to move so we can walk the plants or something? I don't know. So I'm out in the garden, so my back's to the house. No, sorry, the boys are at the, the backs of the house, they're all stood outside. Boys just want to say thanks for all coming. Uh, and I'm in my my best shirt, looking looking a million dollars. And I'm saying, "Boys, thanks for coming uh, tonight. We got taxes down, we're dazzled out. It's all on him. So we've got more money for for chicks and uh, <laughs> Ken's chicken back in those days. And uh, just as I'm getting into it, and like the boys like, "Yeah, guys, nice, go out and have a good time." I've been fucking pulverized by not one but two of the world's hardest water balloons. <laughs> from the top he's gone up into the top in the barn wrote the window and he's fucking wellping me. I mean and I'm soaked. One's hit me in the face, I've done a double stumble, and the boys are laughing and he's kept going his balloons and he's going, Check that, you bastard and I'm getting hammered going, nowhere. <laughs> do you think you've gone here I do not think so. And he's, I'm getting I'm oh, mate, I'm fucking drenched. And the boys they're all like, Yeah John's my dad's going, There's only one John Wayson with his hands in the air. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So yeah. I had to go in there, get change, and my dad's like, don't worry about it, I've got the taxes. like, oh, cheers, Dad. <laughs> I look like a waterfall. Um, and then we went out, and they were all, all night. They were like, your dad's a fucking hero. <laughs> got home, they were like, my dad is still there. All right, boy, you still doing shots of the key. I was like, cheers, Dad. I had a f- fantastic birthday. <laughs> Wearing my school jumper out, because it's got me soaking. <laughs> uh, what we should, like, maybe just touch on now is the mental effects of what a man can go through um, through their mental health beating themselves up when this you know you had a child and it's everyone's like oh you must be over the moon and all that and you know you are over the moon you have got you've got the best thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life yeah but there's still all the other bits that come along with it that can really take effect on your mental state and then you give yourself a little cover stories like yeah yeah everything's brilliant Where well, deep down there's some issues that aren't brilliant
1: I think it's a bit like this it's a bit like Tyson Fiore in a way I think that's the perfect way I would put it is that he talks about when he won the heavyweight champion when of he the beat world Klitschko, yeah. he became the heavyweight champion of the world and that's in a way like when you have a baby you, it's mm. like winning the world champion heavyweight champion of the world you, you've You've got, got, you've got the pinnacle. You're at the pinnacle, you've got the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. It's a most life-changing moment, but everything that goes along with it can affect your mental health quite, quite a lot. And well, this it happened to me, and it happened to me,
0: you know, I can speak on my behalf. A lot, a lot of people don't really know this about me, mm. is <clears throat> I was suffering with depression. Yeah. And I only, over the last three to four months, really really got it under under control probably I'd say the last two months really I got it under control Mm -hmm. because I was so you know I didn't want to accept it because as a man and you know I was brought up to be like a robot nothing everything should bounce off you but you got I think a lot of it when I had my two children Mm. getting married yeah um, a lot of stress and a lot of things build up and build up and other things along the way that can make you slip up and when you know a hard thing for a man is just to first admit something's up but that's not you being weak it's no. you being strong yeah. and I sort of I don't want to admit something's up I can because I'm known in like, you know I, I like laugh like yourself like, you know we just have a little bit of a laugh and everyone thinks everything's hunky dory yeah. but behind closed doors people have no idea what you're dealing with no. it can be a state of it can come from the smallest thing it can come from like a family breakup yeah. it can come from sleep deprivation which is one of the one of the worst things in the world you can't get your whole you feel like every day and you're suffering from sleep deprivation which comes from having kids yeah um, and you know you've got your wife if she's not well or you know if, you, if one's not well in your little pack yeah it affects everyone doesn't it
1: yeah and I think there's a there's a big responsibility on that to be the rock to be the the person who's there to pick up the pieces to be the the strong one when everything's going not going wrong it's going right but when everything is is getting on top of you because there's a there's a massive change in your life you've gone from taking care of yourself to like I was saying earlier on this person who completely and utterly relies on you So then you've got that pressure on top of okay. the fact that you can't get any sleep so you your, your mental state. And His you're already, and now. you're
0: also thinking about your partner, yeah, because you know and you've been in there witnessing firsthand what they've gone through, yeah. Which is another thing. A man then does. I, I felt personally the what when my wife went through. You know, she had um, something called preeclampsia, mm. which she had to deliver the baby a few weeks early, yeah, for her own safety, yeah. Um, obviously, the baby was fine, but still, then you've got to deal with that side from her, mm. like. She thought something was up with her and you've got to just put a brave face on and make sure everything's all right. Yes. And then the oh, baby's born yeah. and they still think about these things like as women do and because they're the ones that are going through it. Yeah, And you're still there. Like How I felt was I still had to... Everything's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the out, outside influences, if something wasn't going well with that, you had to button up like some work wasn't going so great and... Uh, <clears throat> other problems that you know within the family you've got to bottle it all up until a point you feel like you're going to implode
1: well i think that's where a lot of guilt comes from as well because i i felt very down after Ed autumn and i don't i know that women go through postnatal depression and things like that and i'm not necessarily i think there is a there's a can get it as well, because what happens is, when you have a baby, your testosterone levels change, they, they change to more estrogen, and Is that's, that why we get man
0: boobs? You get, <laughs> yeah, you get all that,
1: but it's also to, to make sure, that you, you're you caring for the child, because if you're full of testosterone, it's your natural instinct, to go right, I've made that baby, onto the next person or woman, like make caveman another baby. times, yeah like caveman times, it's, it's, it's to ensure, that you care for the baby, and you have a bit of a softer side, and I think that, potentially can, can contribute to how you feel and how, how your, your mindset changes on top of everything else. But there's a, I think there's a guilt that goes along with it because if you are feeling down, you are feeling worn down, tired, and on top of it, you're supposed to be there to, to be the, the straight one, the normal one, the one who's the supporting rock, yeah. everything else. When you do feel like that, one, you don't want to say anything because you, you feel like, well, you've gone through so much. How can I then turn around to you and say, I'm finding this difficult because you're not the one who's had the baby. but you're not the one that's you know And then you feel
0: you feel guilty, don't you, for putting the pressure on that person, your partner by saying that. Yeah. And then they've got a whole other problem to deal with. Uh, I felt like um I felt personally myself I could sort everything out, but I honestly felt like I was climbing up a you know, like a mountain mm. but I just could never see the top, it's just clouds and I kept going and going as clouds. Yeah. Until like I broke and I started to get really down and I beat myself up because I, I took so long to admit there was an issue yeah. because of who I am and how I thought I should be feeling things. But no one else can tell you those feelings. This is just general. And the best thing I ever done, um, the best thing I ever done was, you know, I think I said to you, I said to you, I think something's up. Yeah. And I said to my best, my other best friend, Nick, I said, something's up. and uh, And then I was, you know, I was drinking quite a lot. I was going out and I was... Just trying to really hide the pain.
1: Well, I think that's one thing that men do, and we men and women, I think, deal with de- depression or, or low mood much differently. Um, women will will talk to their friends a lot more. They will get upset, they'll cry, they'll get you know sad and everything. But but men, although we'll feel like that, and we may do it in private when nobody sees, which is so old school and old fashioned, it shouldn't be. But also, we we employ self-destructive behaviours. So we'll do things like we'll we'll go out and drink, or we'll go out and or we'll get angry. And instead of getting upset, we get angry because we don't want to show our mm. our emotions, emotions fly, don't they? Yeah, and and it it portrays Thanks. itself in different ways.
0: But that's the thing. I, I was drinking, and I didn't want to be seen by like my, my wife and my kids. Who, uh, you know, as the time was going on, they were seeing less and less of me because I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, and I was not going home. I was staying out. Um, I was trying to avoid them, and then only be at home when I felt like, all oh, right, that's out of the way for a bit, knowing that's going to come back. Mm. And my wife and my father knew something was up, and they just, you know, and I don't know why I never do it. They were like, "You need, won't you go and see someone?" And I was like, "I don't need to see no one." And the first thing you put your shield up, don't you? Yeah. And then you go on that other destructive mode. You're like, "Why are people thinking this about me? Why are people talking behind my back?" Yeah. When all they're doing is caring for you, and out. the best thing I've done, and. I hope if anyone's listening to this and can relate anything to what I'm saying yeah. three months ago I was in such a bad place Yeah. now every morning I wake up positive just that little bit of going to talk to someone you know you, there's loads of help out there going yeah. to talk to someone like, like we brought up Tyson Fury earlier he's a prime example of someone who i would looked up to not not just because he's heavyweight champion in the world but because of he came out openly and said these issues he's gone through which made me go well fucking hell if the heavyweight champion in the world has had these problems yeah, who's 10 times t- 150,000 times tougher than me mm. I was like oh, why can't I have these and I went and saw someone and went and talked to someone and just the first day the, the bloke who I was talking to he didn't say a word I got all this off my chest I cried in front of him yeah. and I ain't cried in front of anyone yeah um, well before this yeah and as it's gone on, all that's happened now is I'm just open and my eyes are open to an actual serious issue that's out there Yeah. that I can talk on my experiences and I've gone and seek the help and all that's done, all that's done is benefited me and my family. Yeah. I feel so much better, and my friends. Yeah. I feel so much better mm-hmm. um, and I would like to know, like, if anyone else is going for anything like this... Yeah. Do not... Do not hesitate. You know... And I know it's a horrible thing to... First thing for a bloke is admitting there's a problem. Mm. Or anyone in that... But then I admitted it. And just that self-admit alone made me feel worse. Yeah. Made me feel like there's something up with me.
1: Yeah.
0: But that... Come 90 days down the road, three months... I'm a completely... I'm this, I, I feel so like so much better I feel like enlightened about the situation I don't feel anything how I did before no and that is only because I went and addressed the situation being forced into it really yeah but as soon as I'd done it within minutes I felt different I felt fucking hell like there is someone I'm not the only person going through this
1: The problem shared is problem halved, and I I honestly believe that if you share your problems, sometimes you feel they're so private to you, or maybe the other person won't understand, or this or the other. I, I through a stage where, as you know, you know me, me and Jess went through a very difficult time, and and eventually we've we're not together anymore. And while I was very low. I then ended up in a in a place on my own in the middle of nowhere because I had to find somewhere quick to to get to without deposit and things like that and and I ended up just being here on my own just feeling very very low and, and very then, sad.
0: Then you start drinking he's, because he's, I I felt like when I was drinking it was tricking my mind. Obviously alcohol does, but it's tricking my mind to take me back to when before all this happened, yeah, where I used to go out and it was like, oh, Ben's a laugh, we have a laugh. And it was making me feel better for that short period. Mm. But all it was doing was making the, because it's a depressant, isn't it? It was making it worse and worse. Yeah. And I hardly even drink now. I, can't, I haven't had a drink in a long time.
1: No, I think you do things to not just take your mind off it. You, you do things that give you some sort of other buzz. That does, it's so like, i I'd maybe sometimes walk into a bucket and just go in the bookies, mm. or I'd go and I'd end up having a cig or something like that. I've, I've never smoked in front of autumn, I never will, I never do that, the I I did, you know, I, I started smoking a little bit every now and again when I was on my own, or I, I'd have a drink in the pub on my own to try and... to try and Suppress it. Suppress it, or make myself, take my mind off something else. And I was, like you say, tricking my mind into thinking, oh, I feel much better now I've done that. Oh, I feel great doing that. But all it's doing is it's, it's bringing yourself further and further oh, yeah. down.
0: It's like, if you think about it, say you're in your house and someone's constantly knocking that front door. You yeah. can ignore it for a bit, can't you? Like, yeah. oh, I won't answer that. They come back again, they knock on the door. You won't answer. Come back again and knock on the door. You go and, you, they're knocking the door, you go in the garden so you can't hear it. Then yeah. they're knocking the door, you go upstairs in the toilet Sooner or later, you're going to have to answer that door, and you're yeah. going to have to deal with what's out there. Yeah. And the sooner you answer that door, the sooner the sooner you can come to terms with it, and you can progress, and you can.
1: Because all you're doing is you're filling that house that you're stuck in with more and more negative emotions. Because every time you go and have a drink, every time you go and go to the bookies or smoke or whatever you do, if some people out there might take drugs or whatever they do, it. It just adds extra negativity. You're just piling it onto yourself more and more. And like you say, just opening that door. There's a a campaign at the moment called Ask Your Mate Twice. And I think it's aimed towards men because we don't speak like we we should do. It's called Ask Your Mate Twice. So you say to your mate, you okay?" And you should go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, fine. And then you say, you sure you're okay?" And that second time can make the massive difference. Oh, yeah. And I've done that. You've done that to me. Yeah. Then you're yeah mate everything's alright and then you
0: ring me up mate what's on your head and it's just like it's because you know like you've got people who care for you Mm. like more than anything like but then it's the self acceptance to yourself like I don't there's not a problem here I'm just I'm just going through a funny stage but there's something that you know, so you've got a problem, you go to the doctors, don't you? Yeah. It's like anything. You need
1: the help. And if you, that's why there's people out there to help you. And it doesn't it, it doesn't. Again, I think with mental health, people need to start to realise that it's just that you're. you're there was a stigma behind mental health. It's sort of mental, or it's got a problem, or it's this, that, the other. But by health, or being unwell, that actually is just the same as breaking your leg or hurting your arm or if you've got a cold or anything else like that people can see they'll turn around and go oh he's got a cold or oh he's got I'm not comparing depression to a cold but but something like anything so little
0: can start that off but as soon as you start to address it like I know if I now go through anything comes back and I start to feel like that instantly I'm going to be saying straight away right I need to go and talk to someone about this because of the, the, the progression and what I've experienced, yeah, you know, and I can honestly up at my under my eye, I could honestly not see myself being at this stage three months ago. No, I think I thought, which is a horrible thing to say. You hear the statistics about men and suicide, yeah. I was, you know, you start to think about stuff like that. Like you see, I start to think now I can understand why men gets gets too much.
1: But what, what I'm saying about the leg and the the cold and everything else is that it's an not an injury, but it's it's something that you can't see and because you can't see it people can dismiss it easily or people can say this at the other before nowadays people are starting to understand it more but it's just the same as that and it's the same in sports and things like this now uh, there was the wicket keeper um, the, the lady wicket keeper and she was having an anxiety attack and she said I can't do this right now I need to because she suffers with panic attacks mm-hmm. and she was able to leave the wicket in the world cup or whatever it was and not be the, the wicket keeper and the sport understood it, and they said, okay, yeah. that's fine. If she'd come off with a broken leg, people would instantly go, well, you just can't do it with a broken leg. But there's still people out there who will go... Why well, is just, she not carrying on? Just get over it. Just get 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 through yeah. it and do it. But it's just exactly the same thing. You, you've you been subbed off because you're having a panic attack. You, and it should be... we should the fact see. that they
0: noticed that, and yeah. you know, this day and age, like, it's starting to be more and more noticeable, and... People are taking in the correct, you know, are that, you know, the Cricket World Cup is one of the biggest things in cricket, isn't it? Yeah. But for them to understand that, I bet that helped a hell of a lot with her getting over that situation. And they're like, right, take your time, give yourself, we can offer you help and do that. And, you know, whereas before, go back 10 years, 20 years, they'd have been like, just fucking get on with it. And then, in the long run, the she'll have cricket. Yeah, it, quick cricket, because it, it, it's already a reminder of the share.
1: Because imagine if you, you're you trying to be a wicketkeeper with a broken hand and they just keep oh. going, just get on with it, just get on with it. Eventually, you just won't be able to use your hand at all and you can't play it. Whereas this time, they go, right. OK, you recover, you get any help you need, you talk it through and we'll look at Sometimes they use CBT and things mm-hmm. like this. Do all that, come back, stronger, and I bet you yeah, she'll come back and uh, her anxiety just, will have... Well, exactly, yeah. Be, to but be handled. this
0: is the thing, like you know, we come across, we we have a laugh, mm. and you know, we like to have a laugh about everything. Like we put a joke on the most serious subjects, but for me, this is like a nice place for me to, you know, it's I've done gone and seen people to like help me out with their sort of side, and for me, it's just another way to, if I can help one person or yeah. someone else listens to it and goes fucking hell, like, or they may go, I know Ben. Yeah, I didn't know that about him they no. might do the I'm going to ring my mate who seems to be a bit
1: odd what's yeah. going on I used to suffer really badly with panic attacks and po- probably people might not know it about me but I did and I used to get really bothered about it because I used to think people are going to think like I'm scared of stuff or I'm this that the you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like a coward or i something else like this but then until I went to see somebody and spoke to them because they just come out out of nowhere it's not that you, you're going into the dark and you're scared of the dark or whatever it is they can just come out of nowhere and hit you and until it was explained to me by uh, by a psych- psychotherapist or they were saying to me they said all it is is a throwback from when we were in the caveman days we were constantly surrounded by threats all the time so our body needed adrenaline and we need that hit to, to 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 give us it. And nowadays, we've got none of those threats. We go in, we sit in front of the TV. We're not expecting a saber-toothed tiger to run through your door. And what it is, is it's just your body hitting you with adrenaline out of nowhere. And she said, although at the time, while you're going through this massive adrenaline rush and this, this, this panic attack you might think in your head, oh, God, I'm going crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. Or maybe I'm having a heart attack or whatever it, you tie it to. Mm. Actually, what's happening is, she said, Do you compare it to when you go to the gym. So I said, okay. She said, when you're on the treadmill, do you get out of breath? So I'm like, yeah. Do you, oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> when I'm walking to the gym. Do, do you get sweaty hands? So I said, yeah. Do you get sweaty hands when you're having a panic attack? Yeah. Is your mind racing? Yeah. And she went through every little bit and she said, that is what it is, it's adrenaline. So then you start to learn how to manage it. So when you start feeling these panic attacks coming on or something, sometimes it's very difficult, you can't, but as long as you know what it is... just a little bit of knowledge is power, isn't it? Exactly, as long as you understand what it is and you realise where it's going and why it's happening, it makes it much easier to cope with. Mm. Because if you don't know what it is, you just think, "Oh my god, I'm dying! Something's happening! I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I can't breathe!" Especially, can't breathe. especially like you say, it's something that can't be seen.
0: Yeah, like, oh Matt, I've I've broken the collarbone. Yeah, and you go, "Fuck me, I can see it. It's awful." But you know, you don't. I don't want to come to you, Matt, I'm depressed, and you go, oh, "It's been fine for ages. What's this?" You, when I first went in, as soon as I, I didn't even tell him I was depressed. So I didn't know. Yeah, he just said to me, he said, "You're suffering from depression." Yeah, and I was like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. He goes, you are. And I cried. Yeah, I shouldn't be going through this. I'm not that person. Yeah. But can happen to someone. Anyone. Tyson Fury. Yeah. But this is what I wanted to leave of it is I just wanted to like every episode touch on these sort of things because it's such a huge part of society now and life. Yeah. And it needs more. There needs more people out there. To just
1: let the other people know because there's millions of people suffering. Millions of people suffering. A hundred percent, and I think obviously it happens to women as well. But uh, and, and by all means, I'd love it for women to get involved in the conversation as well. But this is this this is something where maybe we
0: could get a woman to come on the podcast. I don't know, maybe like Nicole Schweinsteiger, the one from, oh, not yeah. sure what's her name, <laughs> no,
1: Nicole Nicole Sh- 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 Yeah, maybe maybe her or Jennifer Lopez, Nicole shirt swinger. Yeah, right. but there's I think it's um. I think it's something where I'd love this for be a space where maybe, you know, if they wanted to, it's not all going to be about this type of stuff. But here and now we can we can start a conversation about it and allow men to feel more open to, to discuss these types of things. Because I think we now live in a world where years ago we used to have these sort of men's clubs and um you know, uh, pubs. A guy would go down the pub every every night, and mm. he'd sit and he'd chat to his mates and things like this. And I think this is something that happens, especially when you have a baby, and all your friends start having families. So, it, like going from a lad to a dad, yeah, from a lad say. to a dad, it can get a bit lonely because all your friends are with their partners. You're there, and you think to yourself, oh, I can't ring old Jono because he's with his wife and I don't want to disturb them and I can't ring this person can't, can't ring Ben's dad because he's fucking mental can't ring Ben's dad because he'll waterbomb me so, <laughs> he, so you just I think it'd be nice to have a space where we can chat
0: but mate I wanted to obviously you know we talked about talking about the mental health side um, but like we say it's a good place to get things off your chest isn't it yeah. um, which also helps massively with dealing with depression anxiety all of that, any mental health issue getting stuff off your chest and I know as I get phone calls probably every other day from you about I like to call them little match mums and, I, and I, I've already heard I wouldn't say a proper moan, but you've got a little slight issue with nursery rhymes.
1: I love to moan. I am northern. Exactly. I love a little grumble. You like to
0: moan and you love gravy. Yes. But what I want to know is something you touched on the other day. You took autumn to a play centre. Do you remember like a little fun centre? And I didn't say a word for half an hour on the phone because you had a lot to say about it. So I just want to know if you've got any... um, any issues with um, like play zones and play centres
1: mate please do not get me onto play centres
0: <laughs> come on I want to hear about it
1: soft play is where I think they're just it's just full of like it's where all all the kids who were not invited to people's parties this is what I think happens right <laughs> is you know so you used to go to play zones quite a lot <laughs> yeah I do autumn's there all the time. no I think it's all the kids who have not received an invitation to their friends' parties from school because they're that much of a wanker. So the mum's just decided, you know what, let's just take them to the soft play instead. <laughs> That'll be fine. So they all just congregate there, and it's just, they're just so rude, mate. They're so rude. You'll be start playing on something. All of a sudden, little old Malcolm will come walking in right in front of you, like you're not even there. Take it. Move it. You're in a ball pit volume balls at your head. There'll be there'll be times where it's like You're like a human shield for autumn. I am. I am and I just I'm sat there thinking, Is this the
0: place for you because you're better than Have you ever nearly lost your rack? Maybe not let's not say the parents. Have you
1: ever never nearly said it to a kid? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah actually yeah. (laughs) What have you said? Um there was there was a kid and he'd built a fort with these bricks. Oh clever kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was an absolute bastard, was well, he? You can tell he's a bastard because he called it a fort instead of a den. <laughs> well, he are American? So he, it's uh, a fucking den, mate. It's right. a den. I saw, it. I saw it, and I said, oh, look, Autumn, there's a little den. Somebody's made a den out of all the bricks. Made a little thing. So we go in? Second we stepped in there, this is my fort. So I was like, right, okay, okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what my thoughts are, you little cunt. But it's, uh, <laughs> the, uh, no, the, he, he sat there. Get out! This is my fault. I said, oh, "Well, she can come in as well. It's okay. It's it's, it's fine. She'll she'll just play it with you." No, I made it, and then starts screaming. So his mum comes across, and you, you panic because you think, I'm "Oh god, her mum's going to think." She's gonna of, think I've touched him? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's no. like getting the doll out, touch me here. here, here. <laughs> yeah. So, they, um, so yeah, I I said I was just she was just coming in, and it was just. Oh, Malcolm, are you causing a fuss again? Yeah, he's causing a fuss. So I was like, yeah, are you causing a fuss again? I said, oh, well, no, he's fine. I think he just wanted his little play area. I think he'd built it and stuff like that. And then he kicked the fort down. So he kicked the wall down. And then he said, get me the bricks. Get me the bricks. What, to like, you? Yeah. Mate. So I was like, wow, what's what's going on? That's cool. Did you strike him in the nose? I was like, That's cool, OK. Um. So I started getting him the, the bricks, started piling them <laughs> up. Um, and then the mum, the mums do nothing. The mums don't turn around and go, "Don't speak to somebody like that, to a grown up like that." They just go, "Oh, don't be bossy, don't be bossy." And I'm like, "He's been more than bossy. Actually, he's been proper rude." Yeah. And and then the mum like cleared off, back to her coffee and with all her friends. And this is what they do: they stick them in the play area. They don't play with them. It's a town so they can go and gossip and then stick the kids in the in the play area. And that's probably why they've been... No, sorry, I'm not judging. I not like call to call it judging. slag off... Slag the dad season. Slag <laughs> like the dad season. And then, yeah, so I turn my back for a second while like, I go and grab some balls. And I just see it. <laughs> I want,
0: the uh, wrong set of words uh, to be going in studies. the child. Right, you lot,
1: come here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I see it. I turn around, and it's the first time a boy has been horrible to autumn. What do he say? Oh, he stood there in a face and he's about seven. I'm like, mate, you're too old for this place. Anyway, go and get a bottle. <laughs> as, you're, of s-
0: as you're in the bullpen with him, <laughs> yeah, go and
1: get a bottle of cider, or something like, So the um, it, 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 get on field, get on your motorbike, Paul. go and nick some petty goodies. Stop acting like a, a four year old. So anyway, the um, he is shouting in Autumn's face. Don't you ever come near my fort again. That's my fort. You don't touch it. I was whoa, whoa, whoa. And honestly, the rage inside me, because I just want... I know... I did had to, to Did you want to give him the kick from Gladiator? Yeah, I wanted this, to... Sparta! Yeah, I wanted to drag and punch him in his throat, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, he's a child. He's like, he doesn't understand this. So let's just give him the benefit. I said, well, hang on a second, mate. She didn't mean to... You know, I don't think she was being busted That's my fault, nobody comes anywhere near it. So I was sort of looking for help from his mum. And Autumn looks at me, cries her eyes out, and comes and, like, cuddles me. And it's just, you get so protective and you no. don't know what to do. i was sort of cuddling, and I was like, it's all right, it's okay. And this might sound childish. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Well, later on, he started coming around, and he was following another kid around, and I saw another dad having the same issue... He was, like, pinching things off the kid. He was, like, chasing the kid. And the, I saw the other dad, and he, he just turned around, and obviously there was no other parents, and he just turned around and went, fuck off and go and play on your own. I'm like, oh, God, that's <laughs> a bit much. So the, what, the other dad yeah, the that? other dad was like, really? Please tell me you followed in. Mate, because you you, obviously you'd been doing to this dad for ages, and the dad must have gone through the whole rigmarole of being like, "Oh, it's okay, just leave my alone. Going through the process, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we can all play. And he'd reached his point then, so then he turned on, he turned back to Autumn, and Autumn was being a chef at the time; she was doing all her bits and bobs and pretending to cook stuff. He just came in and nicked her lemons, so then Autumn was like, "It's a bastard!" I, so I was like, "Autumn was like, my lemon." And then I said, oh, we'll let him have the lemons And then and then we'll play with the other stuff He came in and started grabbing all their pots and pans And throwing them up in the air And then Autumn grabbed the lemon Back I thought, please just keep that So she kept it They were having a bit of a tussle over this lemon So I was like, let her have the lemon please She's got the lemon, it's her turn with the lemon So he was like, I want the lemon, this and like the other I said, Autumn, give him the lemon So I grabbed all the lemon off Autumn And i gave gr- give him it and I went he yeah, had that, and I thought, "Well, can I? How can I like get him back, but not be too harsh?" So I was like, "After that, you, you, you big baby!" <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it hit him to the core. Oh, did it get him? Oh, big baby! they do not understand the. So story he's been told so to much. fuck off by another dad. Yeah. You've called him a that, big baby. No, it's hit it. He doesn't understand the concept of it, but calling him a big baby, a seven-year-old boy, a big baby—that's it. It's game over for him. He was embarrassed. What's what, a little I've, bastard yeah uh, for me it's
0: not <laughs> <laughs> should we leave it in there with the max because I feel like you've got a lot you've gone bright red oh I've got much to take <laughs> off
1: my chest and do
0: you know what And if Malcolm if you're listening you're a big baby
1: yeah Malcolm you're a big baby No, <laughs> uh, if you are listening Malcolm I'm sorry about the misunderstanding at the soft play I'm sure you'll uh, learn to have manners soon and it's not your fault it's, uh, it's just just uh, sleeping brother <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so Matt, you know what's around the corner. It's um, Black Friday. It is. And uh, Black Friday has loads of gifts to give away. So um, as the, another episode will be coming out on Black Friday, we'd like to give a little giveaway, wouldn't we, Matt? We have got
1: a beautiful big keg of Desperado to give away. Just in time for the Christmas season. Just in time for Christmas. And it can be yours. One of our lucky listeners can win that by... Uh, if like, what would you what? All recommend? they have to do is... Listen to us on Spotify, um, on Alexa, on iTunes. But to win the keg, all we're asking you to do is to... If you are on iTunes, like, subscribe and comment on our our podcast. If you're on any other platform, please obviously listen. But at the same time, if you could like or share our Facebook status. Yeah. Like or share and any time you know, we'll be looking over who's liked and shared it and at a
0: random we'll just pick one lucky listener yeah. um, which will be um, I think Saturday we will find out the, the winner and we'll advertise that winner on our Facebook page and Instagram page yeah, and get that over to you as soon as possible so like I said um, a nice cold keg of desperados just say thank you for listening and uh, hope you're enjoying and uh, we'll get that out to you as soon as possible it's been great it's been another
1: wonderful episode thanks Ben
0: so when is this one coming out this will be out on Black Friday, Black Friday. and um, I hope you guys like I said enjoy it and uh, plenty more to come guys
1: well it's been a blast it's been a great day see you next week